0: Welcome to Chirpcast, encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. I want to jump right in here and start talking about a story that's in the Bible, recorded in the book of John, chapter 4, and I think that it is incredibly fascinating. It's one of my favorite stories, and I think that it's worth talking about. So let's jump in. Well, Jesus and his disciples, they were traveling, and they had to go through Samaria, And in uh, Samaria, they had to come to a town and it was called Sakar. And this was near Jacob's well. And Jacob had given this well to his son, Joseph. And actually, you can still go there today. You can see this well, you can Google it, or I suppose you could hop on a plane and go find it. (laughs) But the well is still there and it has gates around it. It's a little bit protected. It's kind of a a shrine of sorts um, today. It's so interesting because Jesus goes to this well and the Bible actually says that it was about noon and you might be wondering, okay, why the heck does it even matter what time it was? Well, the whole premise of this story is a woman who comes to the well by herself at noon, specifically noon, because that was pretty much the heat of the day. Not only does she come to get water in the hottest part of the day, she comes alone, which tells you a couple things. One, She did not have friends to come to the well with because the women would typically go earlier in the morning when it was cool and they would draw all the water that they would need for the day. She, however, waited until it was noontime and nobody was supposed to be there in the afternoon. Surprise! Enter Jesus. So when the Samaritan woman comes down to draw water, uh, Jesus asks her a question. He says, can you give me a drink? And (laughs) the Samaritan woman was taken aback because, first of all, He's a Jew. She's a Samaritan. Not only is she a Samaritan, she's a woman. And a woman and a man were not exactly supposed to be having interactions without somebody else around. And so it was very culturally unacceptable for Jesus to be having a conversation alone with a woman, and she's a Samaritan woman. So there's all kinds of things that should have been blockades for Jesus to even have this conversation with this woman. But that's what I love about it so much is that Jesus was willing to cross the line in order to have this conversation with this woman for her to get to know the truth, which is who he is. And so Jesus actually says to the woman, you know, if you knew the gift of God, And if you knew who was asking you for water, you'd be asking me for water. He says that he would give her living water. She's a little bit salty in her reply. She says, "Uh, sir, you don't even have anything to draw water from the well. And where are you going to get this living water? Are you better than our father Jacob? So she, she kind of like, she knows her history. She knows her background. But she's a little bit snarky in her reply because she's probably thinking, I don't have time for this. Ain't nobody got time for this. Like, she's just, let me get my business done and get out of here. I don't need this. I don't need a problem. I've already got enough issues going on at home, which, you know, this could be the dialogue in her mind as opposed to what's going on on the outside. And so Jesus applies to her everyone who drinks from this water will be thirsty again. Uh, no kidding. It's a well, it's water. We're human we'd be thirsty. But he continues and he says, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. And he says that even indeed the water that I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. (laughs) This woman is probably thinking this guy is psycho. I don't know who this man is. He's not from around here. He's not familiar And he's babbling on about living water, and he's going to draw water, and he doesn't have anything. So she's like, this guy's crazy. And so she says to him, sir, go ahead, give me the water. I'll take some so that I don't get thirsty and have to keep coming down here to draw water. So she's being a little bit sarcastic. So I got to (laughs) say... I'm kind of on the same level with this woman when it comes to that, because I've had people tell me things, and basically my, my response is, prove it. And that's what she was saying. You know, you're talking a good game here. Prove it. Prove that you have something that I absolutely need. And so he says to her, go call your husband and come back. That probably made her pause, because she says, well, I don't have a husband, And when Jesus gives his reply back to her, he basically was reading her mail. He says to her, "Um, you know, you're right. (laughs) You don't have a husband. And the fact is, you've had five husbands and the one you're with now is not your husband. So yeah, what you're saying is true. She was totally flabbergasted. like She couldn't even grasp the gravity of what he was saying to her because she was so shocked that he would know this. So she says, basically, I see you must be a prophet. So she acknowledges the knowledge that he has, which had to have come from God in her mind. But Jesus keeps talking to her and and he's still having this whole conversation with her. And he starts talking to her about worship, which is kind of funny because it's like he brought up the ugliness of her sin, but he didn't sit there. He didn't harp on her and he didn't beat her over the head with the fact that, yeah, you don't have a husband and you've had five other guys and the one you're with now is not your husband, but you're still with this guy. He didn't just keep jumping all over her case about it. He moved on to something that would cause change in her life. And so he starts talking about worship and he says that a time would come when that we would be worshiping the father, not on the mountain they were on or in Jerusalem Yet it was so cool because she's probably just standing there with her mouth open. Like, are you kidding me right now? Who is this Who is this guy? Who is this man that's talking to me? I love John four twenty three twenty four, 24, and he says, Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. It's so cool because her response is totally humble. There is no more bitterness in her voice. There is no snarkiness. There is no sarcasm. She says, I know that the Messiah is coming, and I know that when he comes, he will explain everything to me. And she's about to have her socks knocked off, honestly, because then Jesus says to her, I, the one who is speaking to you, I am he. What? The Messiah is sitting at a well talking to a woman who is basically an outcast in her own society among her own people. And this is who Jesus chooses to honestly and openly reveal who he is to her. I, I, I love it. I love so much that Jesus wants to talk to the outcast. That Jesus wants to be the king of the least of these. That he is not looking for people that are perfect and have it all buttoned up and have everything put together. No, Jesus is looking for people who are just gonna be open, humble, and obedient. Wow. That just, like I said, this story is fascinating to me. In in the light of Jesus, we see our depravity. We see our lack. We see the smudges, the bad grades, the mess ups, the hurts that we have caused other people, the ugliness that we have harbored in our own hearts. But Jesus spoke truth to this woman and it brought her to the realization of who he was. He didn't make her hold up a mirror and look at herself and focus on her problems and the issues that she was dealing with. He was saying, I can fix all that. I can be the one who can take you under my wings and I can shelter you and I can watch over you and I can fix all that is broken. I don't know if you have seen, it's called The Chosen and it is one of my all time ultimately favorite depictions of the stories in the Bible. And this scene is actually in that. And again, it's called The Chosen. Google it, look it up. I promise you will love it. It is just it's one of a kind, and it and it's just amazing i can't I can't even tell you put into words how awesome it is, and this scene is in it, and at the point in this in the chosen when Jesus tells her that he is the one he is the Messiah, the woman freaks out, she drops her jug of water and she starts to run, and she's running into town, and she wants to tell everyone who she's met now that is an encounter you're not going to forget. Standing face to face with Jesus, the Messiah, telling you even the ugliest things of your life, he still wanted her to be a part of what he was doing and who he was. I think sometimes we forget that God sees the ugly too. He sees the brokenness in us. He sees when we mess up and he loves us anyways. He loves us enough to point out Hey, this needs to be addressed. And a lot of times we don't want to address problems. We don't want to address the things that are hurting or the things that are broken inside us because it's easier to just pretend like they're not there to move on and to smile. But that is not what Jesus is asking us to do. He is calling us to be worshipers of spirit and truth. And you might hear the word worship and you think it's just a song, right? Worship is it's it's a song we sing, but it's not. Worship is a way of living. It is a way of life. We have to be able to open our hearts and our hands with everything that we have and say, God, it's all yours. Be willing to drop the things that we are carrying. Just like she dropped that jug of water. It's funny how it didn't matter anymore. It didn't even matter to her. The things she thought she immediately needed to quench her thirst spilt on the ground and she ran Because she didn't need the weight of the world. She had the Messiah right there, ready to fix and bind up the broken. I don't know what might be broken for you today. Maybe it's relationships or maybe it's your heart. Maybe it is something that is weighing heavy on your mind that you can't take care of on your own, or it's other people that you love so much and you can't fix the broken in them. But friends, I'm going to tell you, Jesus can. Jesus can fix every single thing. There is not one day (laughs) that goes by that I don't have a thankful thought. And that's not because I'm super amazing and incredibly spiritual about everything. But when I see who I was, when I see the bitterness that I sometimes let take hold of me, or the things that I've said that have been incredibly hurtful to others, or things that I have done that have caused damage in relationships. I have to be able to grasp the fullness of my sin to be able to understand the weight of forgiveness. Maybe just taking time to talk to God today and ask Him, God, what is it that I'm holding on to? What weight am I carrying today that I need to let go of? And I need to let you fill me with what it is that you have. Water that is everlasting and that will quench every thirst that we will ever have. I want to end with this. In John chapter 4, verse 39, it says, Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. What's your testimony? What do you share? What does your life speak of when it comes to Jesus? Are you open about your faith and about the things that God has done in your life? Or do you feel like your faith should be kept private? Kind of like you're playing poker. You got to keep your cards close to your chest. God wants us to share what he's done. That's the point of life. You know, the point is not to gain and to get more and to be more popular, to have as many friends, as many likes as we can get. Nope. It's really cool that Jesus would break down these barriers. That he would talk to a woman from a different culture, a completely different class of life. To a lot of people, she was definitely the less than. Jesus loves you today. He wants to be the one who can give you something beyond what your eyes can see right now in front of you. He wants to fill your hearts and your minds with truth. And he wants us to see who he is. He wants us to be able to stop and realize that he is the only one who can fully satisfy. Thanks for listening today. I hope that if you were encouraged, you can like and share. Feel free to check out some extras at Chirpcast Amy on Instagram. I would love to connect with you there. Have a wonderful day and we'll catch you next time.